0: Hello, welcome to the Big Sisters Anonymous Podcast. My name is Salim, and I am a big sister. Hi, my name is Akaniana, and I too am a big sister.
1: This podcast is a safe space for all the big sisters who wish they had their own big sisters to big sister them through this thing called life. And of course,
0: all of our loves. Yes, here we celebrate and revel in Black girl magic, the power of sisterhood, The beauty and horror of being in your late 20s and figuring out this thing called being girl. Girl, can you believe? (laughs) Oh, you go. (laughs) I was going to say, can you believe that um, in the next couple of years, we will no longer be saying the horror of being in your late 20s? Like, we
1: literally have one more year of saying the horror of being in your late 20s. Yeah. I do think I'm going to milk it to the very last moment. Till the, second, um,
0: till the very last second.
1: Yeah. God bless these 20 somethings, honestly, truly. Um, God bless these 20 somethings. But yeah. You know, it is birthday week for you. So this is really the last birthday <laughs> week of the late 20s. Ooh, Woo.
0: When you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> these are the last this is the last birthday week of the late 20s of the 20s like of the 20s that's crazy bro that's crazy can't believe that um for those of you who do not know or do not follow me on any social media where I've been harping all last couple of weeks about my birthday coming (laughs) up (laughs) My birthday is this coming upcoming Saturday, November 11th, 11-11. I was born at 11 a.m., so, you know, little witchy baby. Mm. Um, But I'm so excited for my birthday this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, just with all of the, the birthday week feels, how you doing, sis? How am I doing? Today, at this present moment, I'm good. I just got back from yoga. It was lovely. Yeah. Okay, yoga. My, yeah, I picked up my free gift from Sephora. Shout out to Sephora. Um, mm. free little birthday Sephora gift. Uh, they only had the the one gift I didn't want, but that's okay. It's still free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still free. It's still free skincare stuff, and I will take it. Um, but earlier this week, uh, or oh, last week. The world really tried to take me out before my 28th birthday or 29th birthday again. Oh, another one? Another one. And you <laughs> know, you know this, you know this. The people don't know this, but you know this. The people because, don't know this. Yes, we walked through it pretty much moment by moment. Um, mm-hmm. But guys, I was ghosted. Ghosted. Ghosted by a man a random man from hinge (laughs)
1: yes not a random man in atlanta it's just a random man from Hinge. yes yes
0: yes. uh we're not Mm. gonna name his city we could but um we won't we won't (laughs) (laughs) we could but we won't um yeah so like i met someone on hinge and you know for those of you who a part of my community and have followed me all year I've been taking a dating break and up until October I did not date at all for 2023 did not go on any dates did not like really I was just closed off to dating you know I had to close off shop and really tend to myself and so this was kind of maybe the second person that I was getting to know post dating break and it was a very short getting to know howsoever it felt it was one of those connections where I actually felt butterflies and it mm-hmm. felt fated mm. and you know the people I've talked to about the situation there were so many like points of connection and synchronicity that it just felt promising and at my body I had a sacral response my body said yes to this person and so even when Akania and I had been processing it before the ghosting happened I was hesitant because it just, there was another connection. I was sort of exploring and my body was not giving me any signals um, around that connection. (laughs) Not whatsoever. And so when I received like a clear yes from my body around this connection, I just felt, I felt a little bit of fear because historically, every time I felt a connection like this, it has gone south. So there was fear around it, but I really was able to move through that fear with Kani and we talked mm-hmm. through, you know, all of the things and why, how the definition of a successful connection is not just longevity, right? The definition of a successful mm-hmm. connection is where one where I'm able to show up and just be fully myself and trust myself. And so I think that gave me a lot of courage to show up inside that space and just have fun. And I did have a lot of fun. Right until the end when I was ghosted. and I'm yeah. not gonna lie, it hurt my feelings. um mm-hmm. Ghosting is never fun. please don't ghost if you are over 23. What would you say the and limit our
1: big ages?
0: right. What would you say the, the limited the, the lowest age you could ghost should be.
1: I would actually push it to 25, but mm-hmm. like once your frontal lobe is developed, I would yes. need us to exhibit some level of executive functioning
0: mm-hmm.
1: and pro-social communication.
0: Yes, that. Yeah. So we'll say 25. If you are over the age of 25, whatever you have to say, say it with your chest, right? Like you can even sprinkle a little lie in there just like, oh, I don't have the time. Like if you don't want to say what you actually want to say, what you need to say, say something but ghosting is I so disagree
1: <laughs> I disagree I think you should say it with your chest I think you should say what we need to say we're grown we are grown be, be grown take be responsibility grown. for your feelings
0: yes and speak with your chest yeah say it with your chest say it with your chest like what mm-hmm. is I am on what that, that Nikki Giovanni uh quote to Jim Baldwin lied to me lie to me <laughs> <laughs> Listen, baby, lie to me. When it comes to me, if you're not feeling me, don't be like, "Oh, I'm not feeling you." Lie to me. (laughs) Tell me you don't have time. Tell me your schedule is busy. Hell, tell me your grandma just passed away and you need to take care of whatever you need to say. Don't don't hurt my feelings even more. But Mm -hmm. you know, if you do, if if you can, be kind while deflecting a connection. Then do you know? Choose clarity um but Please if you clearly. can't you know lie to me <laughs> clarity
1: is kindness and lie to Salim. don't don't lie to me baby don't okay. like don't like it unless, unless I need you to lie to me like Allah says a lot of me and say this booty getting bigger even if it
0: ain't um but can we discuss how your booty has actually gotten bigger this year like I, I think, did not think we were going through so that. sorry but you said that and I was like but the girls cannot like that's not even a lie because how often do I tell you about your ass yeah. Yeah.
1: How and did we, we get that?
0: here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you started it. Anyways, if you are not gracious yet kind of in, it in person, let me tell y'all. Y'all, that's a spot. Sorry. To be continued. Sorry, continue. Screaming.
1: Um, Beyonce told us to get thick last year, and I took that to heart. Perfect. um, yeah, I really was like, oh, asking thicker, bet. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would like to thank my grandmothers. I had a praying grandmother um my grandmother prayed that one day I would be thick uh and you know it took the Lord a while to answer her prayers but the late 20s puberty did catch up to me um and I I'm thankful
0: yes like so like that Mm -hmm. yes love that for you yeah we thank you you. uh-huh yeah wow (laughs)
1: unsure how we got here <laughs> unsure um yeah because it was just like how you doing sis and next thing I knew we we're talking about my thickness yes um but don't like violence of being gro- yes the violence of being ghosted has you saying lie to me I say don't lie to me unless you're lying to me about getting thick day uh-huh. in which you said that wasn't actually a lie yes um yeah I do I I it's it's been tough and rough watching i was like literally in disbelief when you told me this you to go you. i was like that's not true like
0: yes. mm-hmm, that's not no real you life. were the optimistic one you were yeah you
1: were the- which never happens <laughs> fun never fact happened. i'm never the optimist in the relationship yes, ever
0: um, he was like yeah let's give him another day <laughs> yes! so off the grid for a bit yeah like let's let's
1: let's let it rock um yeah, I, I was wrong. I hate to be wrong, and I hate when men make me wrong. Specifically, mm. it's an extra layer of violence. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, baby. It, it just yeah, it kind of sucks. Um it
0: sucked, but you know what? I I'm so grateful for you and Renee, Tessa, just shouting out my friends. My mom who left, like I literally told my mom about this guy, which you or yeah yeah you, um but I had to tell her and my mom literally like the day as soon as I texted her an hour later she came to my house she brought food and um she literally just lay on my bed with me and just gave me a hug and just held mm-hmm. me for at least 20 minutes and she was like okay I have to go to my next client now but I canceled a client meeting so I could come just hug you and call with <laughs> you and I was like that's so sweet sorry to that client um sorry but, to that client honestly sorry that. uh but shout out to me uh for just getting some love and I felt mm-hmm. so loved like I'm one who I remember in my early 20s I didn't like to tell people when things were too premature when I was in a connection because if anything went wrong I didn't want to have to explain and this mm-hmm. was such an exercise in The fact that you really should talk to your people about these things because you don't want to navigate those like the gaslighting experience that is someone ghosting you by yourself yeah so I'm grateful that I had you all the people who I was so excited to share this connection with who also just like wrapped your arms around me and took care of me and reminded me that I'm worth everything that I want and that Mm -hmm. literally anyone who could ghost is such a coward and I don't even want them in my life platonically (laughs) Um, really? Yeah, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, that is that is my
1: check-in. But how are you? Baby. <laughs> Every single week, I think I come on here and I'm like, <laughs> don't follow your dreams. It's overrated. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry. Ann. One
1: of these days, I will be able to get in front of this, my podcast mic, and tell the girls that I am... Totally in love with midwifery school and I adore my program and I'm having lots of fun doing the things that I have, you know, in a lot of ways invested in my life savings uh <laughs> to be able to do. I this honestly, this might come back to bite me one day, but truly one of the foremost reasons that I'm still in midwifery school is the fact that I got a scholarship for this year. And I cannot undersell that enough if I was still paying out of my pocket for this experience, I would drop out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that my experiences over the past week, you know that that um article, I remember it from 2020 that was like the traits of like white supremacy culture in your organization. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the past several weeks in midwifery school have just highlighted the traits of white supremacy culture in nursing education in my specific program um with fake urgency and perfectionism and Mm -hmm. you know the predominance of the written word and hyper individualism and a lack of humanism is that the word that I'm looking for I'm not sure but just not a liberatory praxis towards educating and um the hierarchies that allow people to treat students with just a lack of care um I think it's just really being highlighted in this moment And yeah, it's just, I am fighting for for my life in this institution and, um, it's getting Saturn in the ninth. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And there's a lot of ways that over the past several days where I've had to advocate for myself, I've been thinking a lot about how in different iterations of my educational journey, like other people have really gone to bat for me and have advocated for me. And now it's like, I'm doing this work of advocating for myself, of fighting for myself and not just for other people. Like I think at other times in school, I was doing a lot of community building and community activism and organizing, orchestrating students for a cause, like led my first protest in the fourth grade. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Been about it still about it mm-hmm. um uh but now i'm just kind of s- not singularly focused but I. it takes a lot um to move through this space as a black girl with a certain politic yeah. who demands and when i say demands i mean demands uh-huh. a certain amount of respect like you don't have to like me but you will respect me, don't 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 don't. Like that's just yes. the vibe that I'm on right now, um, and that means that sometimes I bump heads with people in power. Yeah, but they've met a formidable opponent.
0: Yeah,
1: and they don't uh, know what
0: to do with
1: that. They don't know what to do with that. So don't follow your kids don't follow your dreams kids uh do but
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> oh I wish our dreams followed us instead of the other way around like have my dreams my considered dear? following me you know can they just get behind me baby get behind my, me you know uh, yeah watching you continuously <laughs> have to deal with the levels of terror and violence that you have through this program and and there was fear that you would right like there would like you didn't go into this unaware of the fact that academia is violent like you didn't go into this with rose-colored glasses and still I think it has been so much worse than you could even have prepared yourself for so much worse and this is like Maybe
1: this is my intel from my sis, and I'll just say it up here. Mm -hmm. When I chose a doctorate of of nursing practice program, I did not choose it based on the institution. I chose it based on the community of midwives that I would have the opportunity to work with locally Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, because I knew that midwifery programs and nursing programs lie. They are not cut out to be, academia is not where we find revolution radical places of development like kind of writ large Mm -hmm. and so my hope in choosing a midwifery program was choosing a program where I could be close enough to Black midwifery mentors and I wanted a vibrant Black midwifery community and that is why I chose this program and honestly like when I say after My program director was doing what she was doing. I just called the Black midwife and I was like, what do I do? And she walked me through exactly what to do. Um. And so, yeah, like if you're going to pursue higher education, make sure you're doing it in a place where you are very well supported because Mm -hmm. these people don't actually care about this.
0: It's gross. They don't. And that is across the board from my law degree to your many degrees like higher education does not care about black women and when you're a brilliant black woman they go through extra lengths to humble you
1: and it's so funny that people think that they can humble me I just I just okay. really it's actually at this stage of my development it's <laughs> hilarious that it's she hilarious. think that I Akane, will be humbled it's right. it's it's a madness. It's a mad thing still, it's okay? Ting. I don't know if you it's saw Kev on stage <laughs> and the shit Expros, but uh-huh. it's a mad thing still um, that people <laughs> believe that I,
0: mm-hmm. be they hold me, they hold you, they hold <laughs> you humble, they hold you, my dear. Funny. They are not okay. They are not okay. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But you know
1: that's our check-in. I'm surviving. You're surviving. No yeah. weapon formed against us. Mm-hmm.
0: They'll They'll prosper. Prosper. Like yeah. not a single one, not one. Yeah, like and and the way that I think for both of us, just experiencing twin violences at the same <laughs> time, really <laughs> had me back to my church. Girl, back. I said, and I gotta start praying the psalms over these people. Like I really have taken a step back from invoking the prayers of David over my enemies. And I really do need to go back to that. Like, people are treating me with so much casual, like, like, I, like, I don't know how to pray. Do you understand? Like, I don't know how to pray. Like, people are treating me like I don't know how to pray. You're treating us like we didn't grow up church girls. Listen. (laughs) Anyways, I'll leave it at that.
1: Like, I can't, I can't even say the prayers I've prayed. I can't even say them. I can't even say them. I can't even say
0: them. Mm Mm-mm. No, like it it really. I think this is what God. This is what God needed to like get me back to to the word. What did David say about what Psalm thirty seven? Bet like Psalm six. Bet Psalm seven. Bet like. Yo, yo. You 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 quick jumped in your
1: church girl bag. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet.
0: But you know, like like people may really and i think i've just been moving through i I've, I've been in my love and light era you know like love and light graciousness gratitude and people forget that i come from a tradition a nigerian church like forget it for, for forget it anyways so i i am if there's one thing to come out of this it really is like me saying the songs again i'm really mm. just Praying for protection because naturally the optimist that I am, I think I forget that there they really are weapons that are trying to be formed against you. And they really are people who, for no reason, just see your light and really have a negative response to your light. Meanwhile, I'm just like, here's light. There's enough for everyone. Like, I just want to shine and I just want to illuminate your path. And I just want to share what I have to offer the world with whoever wants to accept it. And yet, that same light draws the moths to the flame. Like, they they literally mm-hmm. come not to edify, not to support, not to give back, but to, like, use and leave you worse than they found you. Yep, And that's crazy to me. Try to leave you worse than they found you because they can't but they don't look like we left them. <laughs> they, they, oh, they do not look like okay. we left them, no. and that's an inside joke for the close friends. <laughs> um, um going to move on to our, our pop culture segment. Let's let's move on to the pop culture segment,
1: honey. First okay. and foremost, for the first time in a long time, um, I am so embarrassed for a woman of non-color, a woman of no color, mm-hmm. Adele. Adele, our sweet, sweet sis from aqua- across the pond. Mm-hmm. Um, her man, her man, her man is... Out doing interviews on Good Morning America, um, <laughs> I would like to say that I had to Google this man's name. I didn't even know what it was. I know like, the name. Rich Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this clip, they're like, Oh, she calls you her husband. And this man is like, this relationship has been mutually beneficial. We've been great for each other. And Gail King is like, okay, but should I call her Mrs. Paul? And he's like, hey, 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 that's too much. I like her. Mm-hmm. We've been good for each other. And that's, you know, it's not for the media. It's not
0: for paparazzi. <laughs> and, and, you know, even when he's given the opportunity to be like, as a man, I know. Like, you know, I know. Right. the white guy he was like as a husband let me tell you right now as a husband Mm mm-hmm like acknowledge a woman in a way that feels like you're proud to be with her and he doesn't that's why he's like yeah I'm just a private guy yeah he really didn't in that
1: moment and you know that's really unfortunate for him because if I know Adele if this thing does not work, baby. The way she's going to alchemize
0: this moment into bars. Listen, bars. like one or two or three. Baby, go, get, come on, give us 35. Like, i I'm anticipating 35 in advance with this man's, with this breakup story. Actually, I'm anticipating a clip, you know, a la My Little Love uh, with this interview as part of the second.
1: Ooh, like Adele deserves nothing but happiness, glitter, sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns, and flowers, daisies um I wish nothing more for my isn't she like a little cockney sis Yay. I like want nothing but the best for her how so ever it did give me pause it did give me pause and it made me think about the days of our youth back back in the purity conference eras mm. um, where they used to make you come up with a list Mm-hmm. about your husband mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. something that was never on any of the list was a man that actually likes you mm. and a man that loves you mm-hmm. um and that wants to see you well you know we were like mm-hmm. loves god serves god you know
0: wants to be have a family
1: yeah like leader kids. of the home mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. funny tall mm-hmm. handsome you yep. know whatever mm-hmm. whatever we're looking for but the girlies really need to go back to looking for men that like
0: that like number
1: one yeah first first things first make sure that these folks actually like you yeah and love you um and won't embarrass you on good morning america talk about i mean i like her all right i mean like she's cool she's cool people you know we've been good for each other i'm like
0: that's how i talk about my neighbor listen you know what i mean (laughs) That's not talking about my plants. Like, <laughs> this there's no plant right here. We've been good. My bird of paradise, we have been great for each other. I can't even say good. We've been great for each other. I don't know who I would great. say we've been good for each other. It's
1: quite unfortunate. I really hope that, again, because Adele deserves the world and I don't want her to experience any more heartbreak. I really hope this works for her. Mm-hmm. I really want it to work for her. Mm-hmm. but it did make me give him the side eye of a million eyes. yeah mm. no same
0: same um I just I wish her the best I wish that she you know she has said she's happy in this relationship but girl if you gotta go through another divorce like no one is judging you you know sometimes I mean they're not married I don't think oh okay I don't think they're actually like I think I don't think they're actually married. They're actually married. Okay, okay.
1: I think she just calls her him her husband,
0: and okay, okay. like you know the same way every year. About man is going to call you his wife. He's going to call his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Girl, well then kick that husband to the curb. Don't let your your play husband <laughs> stop you from finding your real husband. that big. like <laughs> just imagine. Like, can you imagine being with Adele? Go, like, like can you Adele imagine? Adele like <laughs> yeah. Like, I am not even... I don't even go for the girls. But if Adele lets me in her home. <laughs> not even if Adele let me in her space. Not even if Adele let me make out with her. I'm not interested in making out with Adele. But if Adele let me in her home. Not to talk about her coochie. Her home. Oh, so my sorry. God. <laughs> I know that I you. Like, the way that I everyone... Mean. I would be like, yeah, you, you know that woman that sang Hello from the other side? That's my friend. And it's just like, that's that's to your point. People just really don't like the women that they're with. Like, you really need to find a man who likes you. Because I can't even imagine someone asking me to talk about any of my friends. And I'm not just like, oh my God, they're the best thing in the world. And I genuinely- She's an icon. She's an, like, I cannot believe I get to breathe the same air as her every day. The moment. Like, what? And this is the yeah. woman who- Anyways, we'll stop there. But I'm outraged for Adele, obviously. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, on a similar theme, um, my girl you to this moment this week was the video from the, that was making rounds in Nigerian Twitter. It was a Nigerian pastor whose name I don't even know and don't even care to know. Talking about how women in church um, are always in church instead of like, being available for men and -hmm. just like you know you're looking for your future husband but you're in church Sunday night Monday night Tuesday night Wednesday night Thursday night Friday night Saturday night eh? when when brother brother this person calls you to say oh what are you doing tonight he say fellowship fellowship instead of you to say I have no plans can you take me out (laughs) that first part was fine but where she (laughs) really annoyed my spirit was when she was like ah and you're there with your natural hair who natural hair help? If you don't get up and brush on your week. It, meanwhile. Like, no, meanwhile what, how we, what was happening in the bed? But you know know the bed? In the, yeah. Okay. Her crazy ass week with her own bleach, bleached skin lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, babe, anyway, nobody's trying to be like you. Like, okay, you're happily married. Happily is probably a stretch. Like. Uh-huh you had to bleach your skin and never wear uh, your hair out a day in your life to achieve the type of partnership that you want you that is not aspirational for any of us maybe for some church girls but just because you have a husband you had the audacity to get up on stage and disrespect women who actually want to be in you like disrespect the people who are sitting in your pews The reason why you have attendance is because women come to church. The reason why you make the money that you do is because women tithe. The reason why you have the nice cars, why people have money to get a wig in the first place is because of the dedication of church girls to their God for whom you just happen to be the vessel or the vehicle to access God.
1: The way you allege that you were the vehicle, to alle- they can't alle- this
0: guy. exactly, it annoyed me so badly, and I felt so bad for the girls who listened to that and actually internalized what she was saying that they're the problem and that their lack of you know bundles <laughs> are the reasons they don't have partners. Because let me tell you now, church girls, this church boys really want church girls as a former church girl <laughs> as a former I'm so sorry to break it to you like whether you get like whether you get the hair done go and be bleaching your skin go and be eh, eh, whatever you feel like you need to do to change yourself to be more compatible if this man has access to an IG body you're still going to be sister sister Philomena he will sister you to death
1: you know it made me think of the pinky promise era in the states Mm, and just mm -hmm. how many quote-unquote ministries Mm -hmm. um the foundation of their ministry is securing husbands Mm -hmm. as um spiritual work Yeah. And it's actually really disappointing to see how church girls, black church girls, especially are preyed on Mm -hmm. Um, because I, you know, it's just monopolizing off of loneliness and Mm -hmm. the desire to be loved and to be desired. And it's really sickening to watch, quote unquote, spiritual leaders demand like contortions from black women yeah um and just yeah that like it's nasty girl and if all God can with everything happening with everything <sighs> happening in the world
0: in the world all God
1: can do is bring a husband and a mediocre one at that like right. that's that's all you want to ask God for one one that a man that you can't get with your natural hair right the hair that grow out of your head the hair, hair that God made <laughs> that's that's what she want to summon for. Okay, any you could request anything from the heavens, any anything,
0: and mm-hmm. if this is what
1: she gonna spend your time with. Okay.
0: okay, yeah, it it just sucks, and I'm, yeah, like you've said everything. Like, the desire to be partnered is one that is such a sacred desire, and I don't think it only happens inside of marriage but I think there is a scarcity of men who are ready to be partnered because they have been positioned as the prize and so if you don't have a politic that allows you to understand love as political and the weaponizing of love you will feel you will always feel like you're a problem and then when you're actually able to secure a man you will feel like you've done something when in actuality love is like 90 percent just timing and luck and none of that have anything to do with you, right? Like mm-hmm. you can be, you be who you need to be. You do what you need to do. But this radical self-improvement for the sake of finding a husband. And idea. not even like self-improvement, but like self-abandon, right? Yes. Because
1: mm-hmm. that's not improvement. Right. Tell people they need to bleach their skin, never wear their hair. Like, mm-hmm. Abandon the things that they like in order to be palatable for a man. That's not improvement. And it's nah. self-abandonment. Yeah. And thank you for flagging so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So many of these like dating gurus, like, you know, Derek Jackson looking <laughs> scammers they're they're not they're not <laughs> self-improvement. It's not self-improvement. It's all uh-huh. self-abandonment. And they will have you looking like you have lost your mind trying to turn into whoever his latest fling is and you
0: you can't do it you can't you can't don't let people prey mm-hmm. on your desire for love and companionship because if they can they will and they do 100 percent in in
1: in all spaces in all spaces and I, mm-hmm. I know we had like another point here but i do think the next mm-hmm. tie-in would be uh Megan The Stallion's newest single Cobra that dropped mm-hmm. on this past Friday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and our dear sweet sis Megan, Megan Pete, my dear love, has gone through so much, so much, and she has released this out or this record talking about shedding the old skin, walking into her power, all of the things that have done her wrong all of the ways that she did not want to be here Mm
0: -hmm. okay
1: and it was just really heartbreaking to witness and we know that megan has been going through a lot but to find out Mm -hmm. that in the midst of all of this Mm -hmm. one partisan fontaine if i catch you
0: (laughs) the man formerly known as partisan fontaine partisan fontaine Mm
1: -hmm. cheated on megan inside of megan's house in their home. inside mm-hmm. of megan's bed the bed mm-hmm. she paid for mm-hmm. i to violate her and take advantage from her of her in the sensitive moments and times that she has been in like she was in while they were in relationship
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't even know how you make repair right like yeah the things that would have to happen to make this right, to balance these scales.
0: Yeah. Child, what? What? Exactly. And like, that is Megan Thee Stallion, You know, like that, like, nothing keeps you safe. <laughs> From someone who wants to hurt you. Like no amount of. There's nothing. Is it money? Is it like looks? Like what do you. Like there's nothing that keeps you safe. From someone who is invested in harming you. Yeah. Who does not
1: actually value you. Right. Who does not actually value you. And you know what. I want the feminist tattoo on um, parties like ribs. Can <laughs> we just carve that out? Like just we... Rip it up. I don't I don't know how we get rid of that, but it it has to be gone. It, yeah. It has to leave. It's a joke. Way. It's, a, it's joke. a joke. Like again, male feminists, <laughs> men who identify as feminists. I've had to look at several of them sideways throughout my time and development here because they be feminist, feminist, feminist until it's time to actually be a feminist and then all they politics just poof, disappear. Yep. But... Then they become patriarchy poppies. They are patriarchy poppies. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I just want Megan to be well and I want Megan to win and the record, like, yes, everybody's probably going to talk about the partisan Fontaine, like, cheating scandal but also Megan I think does a really great job of saying I have been so deeply depressed and I feel lonely I feel isolated I feel like I can't trust anybody like Mm -hmm. Megan is telling us just how dark this time of her life is and Mm -hmm. I just really hope that she knows that she is worthy of way better support than she has been able to receive
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I hope that like she actually gets the support that she deserves and needs um, and that every enemy of hers like falls I hope they're all ruined every single one if you are an enemy of Megan mm-hmm. Pete you are an enemy of me yes
0: um, and we know what happens to your enemies girl <laughs> period period um mm-hmm. yeah yeah, holding her in so much love, like just listening to that. I think the first thought that came to me was, of course, fuck Pattinson forever. Um, mm-hmm. second thing was like, wow, this is very like Scorpio season, the Cobra Saturn return. Who child like going through, especially watching the video. I was like, oh yes, yes the transformations that are coming. I'm so excited for her. Like, I'm so excited for that feeling when you know that you're invincible. Like, everyone mm. tried to break you. And you yourself did not even know how you would get out of this. And yet, here you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, the, po- the power on the other side. Yeah. I I hate how much she's had to go through. And it just broke my heart. It does.
1: i as we walk into you know today's the first day of daylight savings when we're yeah. recording this um and not to make light but for all of us seasonal depression girlies this pussy depressed huh i'm about <laughs> to stress them <laughs> i want you to know
0: yeah it's
1: going to be my mantra for the season mm-hmm. i might be depressed mm-hmm. but i'm about to stress everybody mm-hmm. e- everyone mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I was yeah. like this pussy depressed. Uh, I'm about to stress. Pink nails around his neck. Uh,
0: but it ain't out there. That's the word. Okay. That's that bars, yeah. That preach. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> seasonal depression? Um, before we move on, uh, actually, I'm gonna talk about the breakups. <laughs> the alleged breakup. Alleged. Alleged, alleged. Alleged, alleged, alleged breakup. So guys, uh the the question that Akana posed to me when she told me about this is is black love in its flop era? I think that was how you framed that. Uh, I did. I just I, like I heard this and it,
1: we have gone through so much. We have as black romance lovers, mm-hmm. as several relationships over the past several months have just Gone through the ringer, yeah. With yeah. you know, with who who is the newest addition to break up? alleged alleged
0: allegedly the streets are saying that uh Damson and Lori Harvey are no longer together. I know, guys. I know, I know. And and uh, pair are local in-house investigative journalists. Uh, all. <laughs> of the photos of them together are scrubbed from Lori's account on IG so yeah there might be some truths to what the streets are saying yeah and it is just so I feel like every week when we come on this podcast there's another black person who is another one bites the dick another one thank you another one (laughs) thank you like Every single time we've come on this mic, I'm pretty sure we've talked about a pop culture moment that has involved yeah. the disillusion of Black love as an institution. And I hate <laughs> that for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do too. As a lover
1: girl uh, in training, uh, it's been it's been really sad to witness yeah. all of these people breaking up. Um,
0: Meanwhile, there is a conspiracy theory where white men loving black women are up i just feel <laughs> i'm not gonna go in deep into the conspiracy theory because that's for the group chat and friends but i just feel like meanwhile there are more white boys on the roster feeding black women love and pasta mm. and i love that for us strain, but watching that continue to be elevated while black love continues to be in its demise It's just not sitting well at my spirit. Yeah, it sounds like the spirit
1: of Tamara has fallen upon you. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Not me, though. Y'all be blessed.
0: (laughs) LMFL. Listen, at this point, at this point, at this point, whatever we need, okay. Oh. I know. You're like, this is news to me. (laughs) News to me. I said, oh yeah Yeah, you heard it here first folks you heard it here first
1: first.
0: you know after yet another west african man played on my face i had to sit with myself sarah jessica parker style insects in the city and be like look is my connection to west african man actually me self-sabotaging my desire to find good love i'm still you know still still thinking about that but um oh god i felt that (laughs) right i said in my chest wow
1: Okay. Yeah. i said
0: hold up wait a minute so anyways we will discuss later but i just had to throw that in there while we're talking about all of these breakups every mm-hmm. single week it's it's not really sitting well in my spirit no um to all of you who are
1: still in loving relationships I wish you and your loves the absolute best. Stay strong out here in these streets. Um, you deserve the best love that you could ever find.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're in it. All of you. I hope you're loved well. I hope everyone is loved well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we all
1: need and what we all deserve. Good, good love.
0: Good love. hmm who speaking of good love do you want to do you want to segue into our tea with my sis, or conversation for for the day yeah yeah so What what are we talking about this week friend yeah so this week we're talking all about making friends in new spaces and you know a different form of love that is the joy of platonic love we all deserve love Romantic love may not be in the cards for you right now, but you can always have friends. So <laughs> that's the segue, you know, <laughs> the person you want to love, you may not love you, but your friends will hold you down. So let's talk about making friends, making friends, <laughs> making friends keeping friends, um, even when life causes you to be separated from old friends that you've made. Mm -hmm. uh we talked a little bit about this at the during last week's podcast and just wanted to actually dedicate a whole segment to this and not just a listener letter but i you know both of us have had to over the last decade really shift spaces move from places that have kept that we grew up in or have found comfort in and move to new spaces and you, I feel like for so many people, the 20s will require that of you, whether that's for a job, for school, for you know, finding a partner, whatever. you will, Most of us will have to, for better economic opportunity, like a lot of us will navigate moving to new spaces and dealing with like the feelings of loneliness and homesickness when you move to a new space, coping with those emotions and eventually finding and building community in those new spaces. I felt like that deserved a deeper dive uh, for our mm-hmm. audience. So my statute says uh talk about moving to a new space and dealing with like loneliness, homesickness, all the other sister emotions that were felt around a lack of community when you move to a new space.
1: Yeah. So I like recently moved to a new space last year that i didn't feel a ton of loneliness we have family here and i like threw myself into school so Mm -hmm. not a bunch of feelings of loneliness uh and i have really solid community that i'm able to keep in contact with even if they don't all live in my city Mm -hmm. and so since most of my friends had already left the city that i was living in previously um me moving I didn't feel like my community like I just left big community because my community wasn't necessarily as local by the time I left Nashville um so the last time that I made a big move and felt a ton of loneliness was definitely moving for college at 18 and it was awful like I was so homesick so lonely so out of sorts Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and yeah, I think it was just one of those times where you don't realize how much of you. Hmm, you don't realize how much you are until you're having to meet new people and they know nothing about you and you're <laughs> mm-hmm. starting from scratch. And you're like, I have, I can take multitudes, right? <laughs> um, and I don't even have inside jokes with people anymore. I don't mm-hmm. have, you know, you're just kind of really starting from scratch. And I, there were people from my high school who went to my university, but not a ton where I didn't go to a state school in my home state where like a lot of people that I went to high school with. So I was legitimately starting from scratch and feeling like I was too much and not enough. And like, I would never find my people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think the best thing was that I would much rather enjoy like solitude, be by myself, than Mm -hmm. be with tons of people that I'm just not mixing with and there feel alone. And so I really protected like my solitude and took my Mm -hmm. time building community.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, because that's where I am now. But the first time I moved away, I was very much like, well, party friends are better than no friends.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and so I kind of threw myself into just meeting people and finding friendships where I could. If there was one thing that we had in common, I was just like, oh, cool, we're friends. Um and That led to a lot of acquaintances but I think there were still moments where like you describe I would be out with people who I considered friends and still feel incredibly unseen and still feel incredibly alone and still feel like these people don't actually like me like I'm actually just forcing myself on them um because I keep like reaching out and asking to hang out or asking what they're doing and trying to get people together and that is a sucky feeling. Um, So mm-hmm. when I moved to California at 23, I literally knew one person there, and he was my grandfather's friend, <laughs> former friend. Mm-hmm. Um, But I didn't know anyone. And so I had to, like, rebuild and build from scratch just for survival. <laughs> and that's when I threw myself into just – going out meeting people at events wanting to hang out following up like remembering things about people's lives checking in with them Mm -hmm. i went out a lot and i met a lot of people and i remember there was like my first friend group in california three of them had like scorpio birthdays and so we're all like oh our birthdays are coming up and i knew this i've been friends with them since like maybe april and then they planned like this Scorpio birthday trip and did not invite me and it was like guys that's actually so like I wouldn't have gone (laughs) because I had birthday plans but I just remember it hurting my feelings so bad because I'm like wow this girl really went to Tahoe and didn't even think if I would want to go because our birthdays were all around the same time and that would have been nice Um, and then I had like a lot of party friends because I partied a lot but it just there was never there were never people who wanted to stick beyond that. And so the loneliness of actually being around people and having lots of people know you in a new space, but not have depth was so heartbreaking. Um, But then I met my girls and they're the loves of my life. And once I met them, I really stopped hanging out with everybody else because I was like, those are those are my people. Um and lucky enough they liked me too. So luckily enough they liked you too. Yeah. I remember visiting you in 2019
1: and being like, all of your friends suck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like yeah. this is yeah. not good. This yeah
1: is, it's not real friendship. This is not how friendships work. Yeah. This ain't it.
0: Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I really do need to prioritize that. Like I really, Mm -hmm. I don't need to just have friends to say I have friends, you know? And I think that's like, it's what's important to you, right? Like in Mm -hmm. a way, having people who I could party with, having people who could tell me about events, having people who maybe didn't really like me, but like tolerated me (laughs) was okay because it was better than like being alone now i would never i don't feel that way at all um and i'm actually like somewhat antisocial these days and don't really have new friends and really you know just enjoy building deeper bonds with the people who i love already even though they don't live locally but i think at that point in my development that was that felt like a pathway out of loneliness. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a thing that felt very... It's what she did. Yeah. Yeah. It was what what happened. Um, But there's nothing like being with people and still feeling incredibly unseen and lonely. Like, it sucks. It's such a sucky feeling. Yeah. That... I If I could go back to myself at the time, I would tell myself, your friends are coming. Just be in solitude. You know? Like, enjoy... Mm being in this new space and figuring out who you are in this new space, because the people who will come into your life and change your life are on their way to you.
1: Yeah. That's so important. I think we have to be comfortable in our own solitude in order to foster positive connection. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't have lots of opportunity to really relish in our own space and in our own like not even loneliness but just while Mm -hmm. we're by ourselves and so you know human beings are wired for connection and so wanting any of those touch points I think can become just this desperate need that we'll do anything for Mm -hmm. um but like quality friendships will not ask you to sacrifice yourself right? right um so tell us how you you met the girls. Like, what are some strategies you use to make friends in a new city? Um, I
0: think when I finally met, like, so much of friendship is actually just timing, like, and being in the right place at the right time. Like, the I met Tia, so of my friends in California. Um, I met Tessa first, and we were literally at a photography event by Visco in Oakland and she's one of my favorite friendship stories to tell because we were both at this event and there were a bunch of people who I knew from you know just being floating around different friend circles and so when I went in I like had a couple of people I was talking to and then I saw her and she was kind of walking in and standing by a corner and I was like hey you know we just introduced and started talking and I found out she was Nigerian and I was like where are you from in Nigeria and she was like oh I'm just from a small town uh in the south and I was like oh, too. and so we both found out that we're both from the same state Ekwaibom and both grew up in Calabar um, in our childhood and just it was such a miraculous like ah like I can't believe you exist mm-hmm. and you're here in the same city with me and she emigrated around the same time to the U.S. that I emigrated um and yeah it just I felt so seen and then someone had come who I knew and so I floated around to say hey to them and she left and so we had gotten exchange numbers with her but from there like she introduced me to the other girls and I just kept saying yes to invitations and that what I realized with those group of friends was the depth was just there and there was a lot of curiosity and these girls were just legitimately so kind. Like, mm. I felt a lot of warmth and kindness. And I'm, like, I'm a sweet girl. And I don't really do well with mean girl culture and mm. mean girls. And so being around girls who are, like, who pride themselves on their ruthlessness is not something that I feel comfortable around. But, mm. like Tessa, the girls were just so soft and so kind and so sweet and every time I spend time with them I just wanted to spend more time mm-hmm. and yeah I just really kept saying yes and every time it just was better than the next and I think that I continue to describe our friendship like that every time I spend time is better than the last and it just feels I'm like yeah these are these are my people these are my girls and I feel so secure in those friendships I never have to question um if they like me, I never have to question their priorities. I never have to question um how safe I am. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Alabama, when I moved back home, I was really scared because our friendship was so in real time, you know? It was like literally them living 15 minutes away from me, see us seeing each other, going on walks. It was so hands-on. And I was scared that our relationship and our friendship wouldn't survive the distance. And that really worried me. And I just remember, you know, taking, it took us a few months to like norm around what our new dynamic would look like, but we were able to cross that and navigate that successfully. And again, that was just another opportunity of being vulnerable and sharing what I wanted friendship to look like when we were no longer seeing each other face to face and Mm then meeting me in that way and just showing up. So yeah, I don't know if that has like a strategy because the, the times I was really strategic about meeting new people. I don't think those strategies landed me the loves of my life. Like Mm -hmm. I, I actually think those strategies allowed me to meet more people But when it came to finding friends that were really sustainable, like try to just like go to, you know, find friends and doing activities that you like, all of that. Yes, they landed me. They allowed me to meet interesting people. But for the people in my life now who have become the loves of my life, like I think 99% of that was just magic, like being in the right place at the right time, (laughs)
1: like <laughs> special like by season one. I don't really know let's have an episode about finding friends and then I'm going to tell everybody it's just
0: magic it's just magic. but I think that's actually encouraging because if someone is out there feeling like oh I'm doing all the things right like I was very strategic when I was around the people who I just who I feel like really just tolerated me like we I would get tickets for events and invite them to things I would like Anything my job was doing, I would invite them out. Any passes I had through work, I would let them know. The things that I would say, just being a friend, being friendly, being open, sharing things you like, you know, going to lunch, making time in your space to build friendships. When I was really strategic, that just allowed me to meet people. <laughs> and meeting people does not guarantee that you will meet friends. You can't meet yes. friends without meeting people. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it is
1: kind of like a catch-22. I do, I do think that, like, you know, you have to be willing to shoot a friendship shot, you know? Yeah. You You have to be willing, even in your story. You're like, I just looked over and she wasn't talking to anybody. So I was like, hey, how you doing? What's up, right?
0: Yeah. Um.
1: And so in order to have friends, you kind of have to be a friend which is exhausting and anxiety inducing and big scary small scary sometimes but some of it like is really just extending yourself and being comfortable in extending yourself um towards someone you know and maybe they'll be your best friend and maybe it'll just be the girl that you like not at when you see her on campus and you're just like I don't really know her name but we see each other every Tuesday at 10 p.m so that's my girl you know what I mean um but you can't like make the loves of your life you can't meet those people if you're not open to it
0: yeah yeah I think there's there's a deep openness that is required to cultivate depth that you have to have inside of you Right. So if you're heartbroken over like a friendship breakup or you're just in a season of life where you're really busy and don't really prioritize, like friendship is something that you've laid to the side. You could literally pass the love of your life every single day on your way to work and not recognize that this is someone who you want to connect with. So I love that you said that. like that. I think, yeah, if there's a strategy, I feel like the first on the list of strategies would be really being open to the magic of connection.
1: Yeah. And and also like everybody that you connect with is not your friend. Right. You know, like my friends in college, I have my college friends. There yeah. are not as many of them as people would believe. Mm-hmm. But I was an incredibly friendly person
0: mm-hmm. and
1: arguably pretty popular in college. And something that I would consistently say is like, but these folks are not my friends. Like y'all are my friends.
0: Mm -hmm. I will sit
1: and talk to anybody but just because I connect with someone does not mean that I'm going to expect them to show up for me in the same way that I expect my friends to simply because like we've been friendly Mm -hmm. um and I think arguably I exist in a space that's like no new friends but I'm very friendly Mm -hmm. and I'm very friendly because I'm southern so I'm going to greet you. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to compliment your necklace. Like, it's just whatever. Um, And leaving the deep South and figuring out that everybody was not raised to do that. The most awful thing of finding, <laughs> like, building new friendships, right? Because it's just like, I extend pieces of myself. In the Southern way of like, hey, how you doing? It's kind of hot out today, isn't it? You know, like, oh, did you know that Publix had gas off? 20% off, you know, just like easily encounters with strangers that are friendly and kind. Um, And those sorts of moments, like, yes, it could be nothing or it could be the beginning of like a really beautiful friendship. And so, you know, not always leading with RBF sometimes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
1: good morning and sweetness
0: sometimes good morning and sweetness that is actually a really great strategy and like you are such a friendly person Here's <laughs> do why you laugh like that <laughs> <laughs> no because I just think of all like when we're together like you are arguably the friendliest of the bunch of both of us and I, it's aspirational. That's what I love. It's aspirational because I can't even... Like, yesterday, my friend Yemi texted me something and was like, oh, are you, have you thought about this? And I was like, oh, I, my immediate response to her via voice note was, I am very really curious about strangers. And... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. Like, like, you know this about me, right? Like, you... <laughs> yeah. So, I, the people who know me the most know that this is I I it's not that it is my intention to have resting bit trays or just walk through the world kind of closed up but I sort of do like I, I'm nice sometimes but I just get so in my own bubble that it's almost like I have blinders on mm-hmm. and I don't see strangers for real
1: Unless you've decided that you're going to fall in love with them. Yes. Yeah. And then you're just like, I'm like, what? Now, how do we know all of this about this man? Wait, yes. we just met him yesterday. What is that? Yeah. So either no. you are
0: like specifically curious. Mm-hmm. When I'm curious, or... I'm curious. I want to know every, I'm insatiable in my curiosity. Insatiable. The- I think that's a really great word. Yeah. I'm insatiable in my curiosity. If I like you, I find you interesting. If I've decided to hone in on you, I'm insatiable in my curiosity. But I very rarely have the capacity to be so mildly curious that which is why I don't turn it on strangers. So interesting. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Because I'm just like, it doesn't take to me like that sort of (laughs) mild curiosity. It's just like, we're just going to be a human in this second together. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to give you this bid for connection. And if you give me a bid back, like that's fine. Nothing else has to happen here. But the casual, I don't even think it's intimacy, but just like I'm mm-hmm. witnessing you and I'm like, we're in this moment together. And I'm i am going to acknowledge that in a small way. Um, It's funny because mm-hmm. the only person in my life that I would say does it to my same level that's not my brother or like my mom and dad because I think my dad more than my mom but like us as a unit have this same very very friendly energy Bridget
0: Mm. and so
1: when Bridget and I are together we Mm -hmm. are a time like we are a time because Mm -hmm. we are going to like make these bids for connection with waiters like, like, boy, or like cashier people again. like yeah, literally folks mm-hmm. we will never see again and just yeah. really engage with them like they're our best friends that we haven't mm-hmm. seen for a long
0: time and it always shocks people <laughs> mm-hmm. that's true that's true witnessing both of you together at dinner is actually really fun because it's just like
1: hey like I want you to talk to me like you're my long lost best friend and I'm going to talk to you like you're now my long lost best friend and yeah it's just
0: like yeah no it's beautiful it's beautiful to watch and it's such a gift for people I think to be in space with you especially people who don't know you like because you don't even when you have your friends around like you don't immediately get into like a click and a bubble where everyone else just doesn't exist like you actually really extend yourself And it comes easy to you and it's so light. Like it doesn't feel, you're not exhausted by that in a way where... You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it is
1: is a task. It's a task. It's just one that I'm committed. Like I think it does make the world better. And so it's one that I'm committed to, but I'm by no means an extrovert. And so it is something that is draining. And I think I am more drained by... Like, if we wanted to do nothing, we could have done that for free at the house and I wouldn't have to have these things on my body that I have on my body right now. (laughs) So if we're going to be out, we need to be going out with, like, some verve to something, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, energy, lust of life. Like, come give me something. And so if we're going to go out, we need to be out. We need to be dancing. We need to be making a thing happen. Like, it should be something. Mm -hmm. and what I find is people are wanting to go out and be on their phones and not talk and not dance and not connect and I'm maybe we could have done this at the house before
0: yeah that's real
1: and so when we leave our house we should just be like you can't hear what I'm doing and I can't (laughs) explain what I'm doing She's, I forget this is not a, visual podcast. It's not a visual
0: podcast she's throwing a little fireworks of connection everywhere
1: yeah we should yeah. just like sprinkle sprinkle it here sprinkle it there just um, leave your effervescence Um, I will say I did say before we got on I was like I don't really have tips for making friends but I'm like shoot your shot mm-hmm. go to things with people without people but like Present yourself friendly. And if all else fails, find a group, a friend group, and <laughs> insert yourself there. Like that is actually find people who are already friends and just be their friend. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, do find that. A friend with, group. Right. Do that. Do that with caution because, you know, you may find that you are, there's another group chat without you. Ask me how I know. Um, but, they of had a the the group, thing. Thing. yeah. Which friend? Ex- we don't
1: have to go through on it We don't have to okay. go through right now. It's we the, it's the same. It's right
0: the same now. girls. It's the same girls from Oakland part one.
1: Those, oh, yes. yeah,
0: those girls, yeah.
1: Mm, 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 mm. But yeah, yeah. you know, if you can, when it works, it works. It has worked for me before. Um, when it doesn't work, you get your feelings hurt. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah and you know if you are finding that no matter what your efforts what no matter what effort you're putting in it's not you're not finding the people you want to find it's not your fault No you know, like i felt so i mean
1: unless you're a bad friend but right unless you're bad,
0: right 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 if actually, <laughs> But if you're making effort you're probably not a bad friend So you know do some do some introspection and um, but most times it really it just takes time to find your people it
1: does you know? and finding good people is worth the wait like yeah. i'm so thankful that i didn't rush into friend groups mm-hmm. because i just wanted somebody to to see me um take your time like enjoy your own company right um
0: yeah and enjoy having I mean, acquaintances like i think that's underrated it's an underrated joy that i am finding now that i almost feel like my my intimate friendship roster is full i'm enjoying just meeting people who you know they're not a huge they don't know with intimate detail what's going on in my life but we'll we'll sit down for lunch we'll sit down for coffee you know mm-hmm. once a month and just talk a little bit about the lighter things in life like there's there there are some joys to be found in that maybe you're someone mm-hmm. who craves deep friendships Don't give up on it, but also just practice friendliness and know that when it's time to find the people you can go deep with, you could literally just be going to a random event by yourself and meet them. And next thing you know, you're friends. Next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I think to round out this, I do want to talk about, we both had to do this bit when you've actually met the loves of your life and- they happen to live in different cities and you're having to maintain relationships. <laughs> yeah. All around. Um, How do you do that?
1: I think, you know, definitely having a transcontinental family and a family who's like scattered, even like my family on my American side, we weren't all living in the same place. Um, and so you have to be kind of well practiced in Maintaining long distance relationships and know that your relationship will not be like it was when you were all like living in the same place.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and you know, to be honest about any of the fears that you have around the dynamic changing, the connection changing, like you said, when you move back to Alabama, and also being comfortable with like how seasons change Mm -hmm. while figuring out how to make like sustainable bits for connection. So I have a massive friend group from college that is spread all over the country now. Um, literally all quadrants of the United mm-hmm. States of America. Mm-hmm. East Coast, West Coast, West Coast, mm-hmm. West Coast Midwest. Um, we have like just delegations. Um, and there are folks that I talk to like every day, every week. Um, and there are folks I can go a little bit longer without talking to. But we try to do monthly or every other month zooms with like everybody on the call to just kind of um, catch up see where people have been social media makes all the things easy because it's like oh girl I saw this on your Instagram stories what is happening in your life over there you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um having those sorts of updates we have like a Marco Polo channel um we will like suggest books and suggest movies and you know those sorts of things to stay in contact while we're all kind of in our places and um we have tried literally outside of like 2020 and 2020 no I think it was just outside of 2020 yeah in 2022 I don't think everybody got together in 2022 um We, like, have really tried to meet up over Labor Day, like, however many people could so that um, we knew that at least once a year we were all seeing each other in person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just have to be comfortable with it and be comfortable with the change while also saying, this is a way that we're going to connect and we're going to try a million different things. And, you know, some days it's Marco Polo, some days it's the group chat, some days it's, you know, Twitter DMs, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Um, but just you know, extending those bits of connection when people cross your mind, even when they're not in the same space as you.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, same. That's that's really been the key is checking in, letting people know what you need. I think earlier this Mm -hmm. year when we faced big grief, I had to be like, hey guys, this is actually what I need right now. Like the, I don't really wanna talk, but I wanna talk to you guys. um mm-hmm. you know and i don't really want to text because texting is exhausting but somehow talking is not so like this is you know call me whenever um and just reminding people like when life is lifing in the big moments and in the little moments also but specifically when you're just not able to extend yourself in the same way that you need your friends um yeah that it's it's really difficult and I hope we can figure out a world where we could live close to our friends and our family at the same time right and I think my friends and I are invested in that dream for our future but it's really difficult in this moment to know that you know you have there are people who you want to do everyday life with and they are scattered across the country and the world and so like take some time to acknowledge that and like how much you miss each other how much you wish you could do the everyday things with each other and actually do the everyday things with each other as much as you can like get on the phone when you're going grocery shopping and like talk to your friends while you're grocery shopping or honey mm-hmm. and i did this in the middle of like i guess it was probably last winter where it's seasonal depression season but we cooked together um, we're both like, oh, we're gonna make some pasta. And we both made pasta together separately, but in our own homes, but over Zoom. And that was really sweet. Um take an activity together that you do virtually. I've done yeah. I have another one of my friends likes the collage as well. So we've done like group collage dates. TSA and yeah. I write together often. We'd have like our Zoom writing dates. Um So see how much you can include your friends in the things that are part of your own day-to-day life. And I think that helps just make you feel closer and connected when you're doing these everyday life things, but they're Mm -hmm. on the other side of the phone.
1: Yeah, I love it. You know, thanks to good old fashioned Zoomy, Zoom, Zoom, FaceTime, Google Meet. Yeah using that whatsapp video call there's so many ways to keep your loves right here
0: yeah yeah thanks to technology honestly so we're able Mm -hmm. to you know have access to our loves and you know if all else all else fails you can just FaceTime your bestie like we do and stay on the phone with them for eight hours. Like <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's no excuse. It, right. Whenever you miss your friends, you could just FaceTime and be like, all right, cool. And next thing you know, it's been, you know, eight to ten hours later. All day. And you've talked Dang. about all the things. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, girl, uh, we're gonna move on to Intel for my sis. This is a segment mm-hmm. where we talk about things from our moments from our professional lives that we want to share with each other and with you um do you want to share anything from your professional world honestly
1: like the way midwifery school did me no I do not I (laughs) I am dissociating from the thought of becoming a midwife
0: sounds good and that itself is an intel sometimes not gay (laughs) girl boss sometimes sometimes girl moss
1: <laughs> sometimes girl moss girl resting okay girl um
0: resting.
1: yeah because literally mm-hmm. every time i think it can not get worse it does so i'm just
0: worse. girl moss yeah i'm just gonna lay lay down and forget about it for now um on my end, uh, you all know, for those who don't know, I have a business. I run a company I that I own. And November is National Entrepreneurship Month. And mm-hmm. there are lots of resources for the entrepreneurs. Just Google National Entrepreneurship Month. There are some grants that are available. Um, very few grants are like free um like founding grants or starting starting grants. There are a few, but you have to be a business for a little bit of time to start applying for grants howsoever there's so many community grants for starting or like idea phasing um there's hmm. some venture stuff for pre-seed if you're wanting to go the venture capital route but just if you have a business you're interested in starting a business November is a really great month to just explore what resources are available in your community locally for entrepreneurship you read some books I could tell you now Entrepreneurship is really difficult, and yet (laughs) it is the, it affords me more freedom than working in 9 to 5 ever would, Mm -hmm. and in this season of my life, where for the last three years, honestly, it has been, it has been a struggle in ways that I don't even have the mental capacity to recount, Mm -hmm. howsoever when we had big grief earlier this year and I was able to just be like email all my clients and say hey guys you won't hear from me for a month like I just need to take time to do what I need to do because this I was like oh yeah (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is exactly what it means like this is for such a time as this right like it meant so much to me when I have times where life is just life being And i don't have to put on a face and go be with people who don't understand what my lived reality is um it's been really encouraging to know that i can turn off and turn on as i need to and i'm grateful that entrepreneurship has allowed me to do that um i wish there were more resources for black women who are building brilliant companies to navigate entrepreneurship with a little bit more support and more ease and I've tried everything from grants to venture. There just is, there just are very few resources. Some of the organizations that do grants and venture for Black women right now are being sued. So Hello Alice has just been sued recently mm-hmm. because, yeah, they fund Black women. Ex- no, they don't fund Black women exclusively. They just have a grant that is focused on Black women. Um, There's a venture fund. I'm forgetting the name right now, but she, Arlene, I think it's Arlene Ham- Hamilton's venture fund. And she's a black woman who just has funded a lot of black women owned companies at startup stage. And she just got sued as well. Um, So there's even, there's going to be even less resources for black women specifically wanting to start businesses. But if that is your dream, I hope that doesn't deter you. I hope you're able to find the resourcing that you need, the community support, the familial support, and even just client support so that you're able to get your business off the ground. Because it's a really, it's, it's a faith, it's a faith journey. um, And you have to learn to trust and you have to learn to like, have lots of grace and patience with yourself. And yeah, it's, it's incredible and hard all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Those are I those can't believe, are, believe
1: you've been in entrepreneurship for as long as you have it it's is,
0: crazy yeah it's and you know my my dream was never to like be a full-time entrepreneur like I've always wanted to start businesses but I never was like oh I'm going to have one business that funds my life and so I feel like I got thrust into this and I can't believe it's been three and a half years that's crazy to me <laughs> yeah hmm.
1: Well, we have come to the end of another episode. Where did you rabbit hole? Um.
0: So, as I've already said, and we'll probably say again, yeah, my birthday is coming up. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. So I've been rabbit holing down birthday freebies. Um, looking at all of the companies that offer free things for your birthday.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. There's
0: so many sites that have so many things and so much information, and I love to like plan different days of the week, like where who has like a free appetizer, who has a free meal, who has a free you know free (laughs) gift, free things. Mm Because this week I just want to receive lots of free things. So I have been, yeah, I've been deep diving. As I said earlier in the episode, I just picked up my Sephora free gift, so I'm excited for the skincare kickoff. And um, there's some a couple of breakfast and brunch places that do free pancakes. So I'm going to be indulging in those. There's mm. like a free pretzel place that I'm excited to have some snacks out on this week. But yeah, mm-hmm. just looking at things and really letting myself be gifted things because gifts is actually one of my love languages. So I'm excited to receive free things for existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are the best type of free things. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Where have you been rabbit holing, love?
1: I, I actually have two rabbit holes. Once mm-hmm. um the good brethren of shits and gigs, <laughs> mm-hmm. James and Fuhad, were on their American tour. Mm-hmm. And I legit was like, okay, which crossover episodes are we going to get? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did rabbit hole a little bit down, you know. The Shits and Gigs uh LA tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and watch the full episode of Kevon Stage and That Chick Angels. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with shits and gigs. And it looks like Shan Trim is going to have them on an mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the basement yard. Yeah, so I was just like rabbit holing down what my future other podcast listenings will be. Mm-hmm. Um and as that was happening, um, Sean Evans from Hot Ones sat down with Amelia, I can never say that lady's last name, from the chicken shop date in the UK. Uh-huh. And they were interviewing each other. And she asked Sean Evans if he had ever had a crush on anybody that he'd interviewed. And he was like, We've both interviewed them. And she was guessing. And it was Kiki Palmer. Wow. I love
0: Ke- that. Kiki.
1: Palmer. Aww. And so then I had to go watch her Hot Ones episodes, of which there are two. Um, and it was obvious. It was so obvious. He was just <laughs> so charmed.
0: <Aww. laughs>
1: he, he like kept saying her name and was laughing and it was almost like he forgot that this was an interview and he's supposed to be asking her serious questions. He was just like egging <laughs> her on and Aww. Kiki being the clown that she is was just like sucking it all up sopping it all up um, eating it all up what is that expression but it was absolutely adorable and I actually want to rabbit hole down more Hot Ones interviews because he's such yeah. a great interviewer he's so excellent um,
0: is. I need to rabbit hole down Hot Ones for real I haven't watched one in a long time
1: I love them so much yeah. I love them so much Cardi B's came out not too long yes, ago. Was uh-huh, it so good? Um, my favorite to watch. I love Megs. Viola Davis is really good. Um, yeah, they're all really good. Kiki Bombers is really great. Um, Idris Elba's oh wow yes so good gave us meat. um. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. G- give yeah. me memes. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that is that is what I rabbit hole down shits and gigs, which is probably my most sustainable rabbit hole. Like down there TikTok, I yeah. do that very often.
0: It is an obsession at this point. They're um, funny. Um. The the chemistry between Fuhad and James is a very long drawn out. Will they? Won't they? <laughs> and I, I live for the sexual tension. I live I think for they, it. I think
1: they won't.
0: Yeah. You know, um, there's definitely fanfic in my head for when they do. Oh, so I'm just... listening Just pause. Just pause, pause, pause. Love, love, love. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. <laughs> Gang, gang, gang! Love and light. Uh, James and Fahad, if you listen to our podcast, just you know, take one for the team. I don't know what that means to you, but what them? What whatever? This is this is me as your listener giving you permission to do whatever you must do for you. Um, I don't know what's happening here. It's a blank check. <laughs> Sometimes people just need permission. Okay. Whatever must happen can happen. It's all insane. I'm not about to say what I'm thinking.
1: We're going to have to cut the episode because I cannot say what I'm thinking. I cannot do it and I will not do it.
0: (laughs) I guess this is going to stay with the close friends. So, guys, on (laughs) that (laughs) note, thank you for another episode of the Big Sisters Anon podcast. We have the best listeners, as always. Um, Send us your listener letters. You want juicy. Um, we are at Big Sisters Anon everywhere. And our email is bigsistersanon at gmail.com. Rate, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Till next right. time, friends. We love you. We love y'all. Bye.